Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, a show that shares stories to help you become an educated sport card investor and maximize those gains. My mission is to educate and build trust because I believe the more educated sport card investors there are, the more sport card investors will stay in the hobby and the more value each of us will have as we continue to stack those slabs. I am your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card investor, and 100% always a massive professional wrestling fan. I've been waiting all day to do the, record this episode. Um, I have had yard work going on on the outside. Caitlin, my wife, she's uh, making garden beds outside. We've had power equipment. We're tearing up the grass. It's just an absolute war zone. So hopefully there's no uh, drills or power tools in the background. I think that should be done for now. Uh, but excited to be speaking to all of you today. Hopefully you all are uh, having fun and staying safe. I know I've got a fun evening plan. Got some virtual trivia. The topic is NFL. Um, shout out to Hambone Trivia, uh, Matt Hammond, Indianapolis Cathedral High School graduate. He's uh, really doing something special with Hambone Trivia. It's really kept my family tight to do some trivia. It's kept connected me with a bunch of my old high school buddies, and we're going to tackle that NFL trivia tonight. So check them out on uh, hambonetrivia.com. Housekeeping, keep that feedback coming. Um, it's been awesome. I can't, I'm overwhelmed that I continue to say this about the amount of engagement I'm getting after each one of these episodes. So the messages are awesome. I'll respond to everyone. It might take me a few moments, but it's really been helpful to get that feedback. You can find Stacking Slabs as always at Stacking Slabs on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we've got a brand new channel we're on this week. So I, I made the leap. I'm doing TikTok. And it's wild. I got to tell you, I was not sure that I was going to like TikTok or know what the hell to do, but I get it, right? It's an easy way to uh, build an audience and have a little fun. So really on my TikTok account, which is at Stacking Slabs, hit follow button there. I'll be promoting the podcast. I want more exposure and more people listening to Stacking Slabs, obviously. But I, it, you know, it's more of a comedy platform where people are having fun. And I think that's what sports cards collecting and investing is missing at times. People are taking themselves a little too seriously. Um, so I'm going to use that as uh, more of a, a satire channel for Stacking Slabs. I'm going to have a little fun. I've been having fun in those videos. Do a little commentary on the current state of the hobby. All in good fun. But you can go check me out on TikTok. I'd love to follow you back. So check me out there. On the music side, I got to tell you, I'm going to dedicate just this plug. I mentioned it last week, but to fully endorse and support making a door less open, the new car seat headrest record. I literally have not stopped listening to it. It makes me so happy. I literally, I want to jump through a wall as I'm listening to it. It brings back so many nostalgic feelings for me. Um, the track two can't cool me down. It's got this funky bass line. It reminds me of like 2000. There's some Beck in there a little bit. And then it goes into Deadlines Hostile, which is just such a jam. I think the second time the chorus hits on that track, that's the peak of the album for me. But Car Seat Headrest, Will Toledo, he's a, an incredible artist. Uh, I got into him during Teens of Style. There was some buzz going around the internet on that. And then Teens of Denial was the big come out, which a lot of people, if you're into kind of indie rock, will know him by. It was critically acclaimed. 
he re-released Twin Fantasy last year in physical form. So a lot of people think that was the follow-up to Teens of Denial from last year, but it wasn't. It was just a re-release of one of his previous records before he started to get buzzed. But the new record, Making a Door Less Open, I just love and can't get enough. So go check out Car Seat Headrest there. Last Dance Giveaway. Got to mention this, giving away a 2017-2018 Steve Kerr and Case Scripted Signature 1 of 5. It is a beautiful card. If you're a Chicago Bulls fan, you're going to need this one. If you're just a fan of basketball in general, you'll need this. You can enter to win this. It's going to be announced after the last dance. Um, I have a pinned tweet at Stacking Slabs. Hit follow, like, and retweet that. You'll be entered to win. You could also go to Instagram, hit follow, shoot me a message about, you know, just put Steve Kerr at the top. Tell me how I'm doing on the show. Um, I'll get back with you there. But that will be announced at the conclusion of the last dance. So we'll be giving that one away. Got to do some content shout outs from this week. I think it's we all as sport card collectors and investors should listen to other people's perspectives not only connecting with people in communities and groups, like I mentioned in the last episode, but more specifically, consuming some content that's in the market. There's a ton of content. So what I'm going to do here during this portion is just share some stuff I'm listening to that I think is helpful and beneficial. So shout out to Wax Museum. Kyle uh, runs that podcast and it is centrally basketball card focused, which is great for me as I would consider that my primary collection is basketball and investing is basketball. Obviously, get more into football too, but if you're a basketball card collector or just in general, any card collector, go check out Wax Museum, hit subscribe. He does some great content. And I also got a shout out. uh, He's an indie guy, so he's a Pacers fan as well. So it's fun to see his cards on his um, Instagram channel as well. But he had a really interesting episode this week on investor content cycles. So talking about what we're doing right now and just making people aware of everything that's happening from a content perspective. So the whole episode was talking about content and just ripple effects that can come out of that content and just influencers in general. So uh, he talks a lot about sport card investor in that community. And I think it's it's just a fair commentary. And I, I will say I'm a sport card Um, investor member. And I think Jeff does a great job. He's built a pretty substantial community and he is a hustler when it comes to content. And he's got a team dedicated to uh, bringing that to life. And it's really, really impressive. But in Kyle shares just some perspective to add on top of that, which I I think it's interesting. And it's the type of conversation we should all be having within the hobby. So go check out Wax Museum, go check out Sport Card Investor if you haven't already. Um, want to also shout out Breaker Culture. So I joined the Breaker Culture um, Patreon group this week. Uh, I joined the middle tier. I think it was like maybe 15 bucks a month or something. But and from my perspective, you know, there's extra content and data that's delivered in that membership. But then there's also the ability to, you know, connect with other people, just like, you know, there's a Discord community, just like um, with Sport Card Investor. And I, I personally, can't can't put a price on community and the ability to connect with other like-minded individuals so, because it is those connection points, as I mentioned in the last week's episode, that's critical in order to become a really, really strategic sport card investor. So Breaker Culture, everyone on this listing's probably heard Breaker Culture, um, heard the podcast, heard 
any of the episodes or the shows that they support or have broken with any of the breakers within that community. It's really cool stuff. Um, Go check out Breaker Culture. Go check out the other membership levels. Shout out to PSA Collectors YouTube channel. I'm going to talk about my PSA experience today, and that's what this episode is going to be about. And so my goal with that is to kind of share my feedback and insight. So hopefully all of you, as you're submitting your cards, have some perspective on someone who hasn't done a ton of submissions. Um, But if you really want to find the details for everything that goes to the submission and strategy process with uh, PSA, BGS, um, SGS, any of them, check out PSA Collector. The content there is unreal and it comes at you often. What else? We got some good news this week. NFL schedules got dropped. That's exciting. That's some positive momentum. Colts, I'm super pumped at their team. Not a lot of primetime games this year. That's okay. That's what happens when your team doesn't make the playoffs. Be out to prove something. But yeah, there's a lot of fun matchups. Breeze versus Brady week one. Come on. Who's not going to watch that? That is awesome. NBA facilities beginning to open. Some positive momentum there. So I recommend with the schedules and facilities, be students of what are happening with those sports. Obviously, we're all clamoring for new sports info to drop so we can figure out when we're going to see some basketball or football or baseball. But the best way to maybe hit the front end of a trend is to get the news fast and take action if there are players you've been holding on just because the season is out. So be students there. Follow those stories. Got to plug wrestling a little bit. My Lord, I I know I sh- said it last week, but what AEW did on Dynamite this last Wednesday was a masterclass of entertainment. I am not even joking. The show was solid. The last segment, just absolutely insane, ridiculous. You had uh, Les Sex Gods as a part of the inner circle, Chris Jericho, and the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara, which... Sammy has grown just tremendously over the year. He's been on national TV and is becoming one of my favorites. Incredible performer versus broken Matt Hardy. And pound for pound, I think the best performer in the world, Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega drops a moonsault off of just, I I mean, you just got to go look it up. Go look up Kenny Omega moonsault and you will see something that is just a gem and shows you why he's the best confidence, just excellent execution, pure entertainment. Check them out on Wednesday nights. Also got a plug. If you're, I'm always trying to find ways to support artists, whether it's, you know, through music I'm buying, but I also got a plug, um, you know, wrestlers who entertain me go, go to, if you're a wrestling fan, go try to see if your favorite wrestler, that's maybe not in the WWE or elsewhere at a big company, um, on pro wrestling tees. It's a great way to support them during this time when they're not performing as much. So go check out your favorite wrestler show on pro wrestling tees. All right, let's jump into weekly purchases. I am really excited about some of the things I got in the mail this week. So I'm going to highlight some of them really quick. So right off the cusp of my Jarrett Stedham record, I followed my own lead and direction and have been looking for raw cards that are in really good shape of Jarrett Stidham and cards that I think if I can submit will gain value off of based on Jarrett Stidham being QB1 right now. So this is more taking the optimistic perspective that he is going to be the New England Patriots quarterback. He is going to 
have that year under Tom Brady, and that's going to be helpful. He's going to have Bill Belichick as his coach, and he's going to have that awesome defense. I am erring on that side from an investment right now, but I'm not going too all in. I'm not, I'm not spending, which I think this morning I looked at his prism, and there was a prism of Jared Stidham on eBay that was going for 200, Jim Mint 10, going for $250. I am not recommending investing in Jared Stidham at that level at this point. However, I am. If you can find cards that are, the corners are strong, there's no dings, but you believe based on you looking and buying these cards, you'll get at least a nine from them, go buy them. I was, I couldn't be more happier with my Stidham purchase. I got a Stidham Select Concourse card for $5, okay? Low risk, that's nothing, right? I submit that, that comes back a nine. If it came back a 10, even better. Stidham's a starter, New England wins 12 games, that $5 investment is going to turn pretty quickly. If he doesn't start or does start and fails, that $5, that's worth the risk. So I got that Jared Stidham. I am buying Ja Morant hoops cards up raw in droves. I bought a Ja Ja hoops holiday winner in a base combo for 14 bucks shipped. That to me is a no-brainer. I got these cards, they're in my hand. I They look like they could score Jim Mitt 10, which I have to shout out to, which is awesome. So go look that out. Go look Ja up, his hoops. Hoops is a product that is just consistent. It's a consistent product. Um, look at the Giannis Hoops rookie card right now and look at what that's doing in a 10. It's just wild. I love investing in hoops. It's a consistent product. Um, so shout out Ja, trying to buy those up. Then also, it's not, I try to not, go all in from a perspective perspective, but to also make sure that I'm pumping money in cards that I know won't lose value and are likely to gain value based on them being a Hall of Famer, based on them going to be a sure, a sure to be Hall of Famer. So some cards there I bought this week. I got a 97.98 Stadium Club Tim Duncan card. It's a beautiful card, 9.5. BGS. I got it for $45. I thought that was a great deal. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. That card's going to go up. I really like Tim Duncan's prices right now. And then my favorite football player of all time. Now's the time because I don't I don't think this time next year you'll be able to invest in him at the same level, but I am hunting and buying Peyton Manning right now. Shout out to Peyton. And just on a Peyton Manning note, I watched him for years and years as a season ticket holder, just as a hardcore fan of the Colts. And I watch him now during this downtime in kind of all the old games. And I really have a hard time connecting the dots and trying to get myself to realize that that was normal. And I watched that. And I was just, that's just the, when you're watching a quarterback like a Peyton Manning, you know, you could say that about Brady. You could say that about Drew Brees. When you're watching those guys play at that high level for so long you just become immune to it it's really absurd like 13 and third and fourth third down you know it'd be third and 14 and we'd get those every time and that's a hard play to get and you just become immune to that and that becomes normal so i'm all in on peyton he's gonna be hall of famer this year his cards are going up right now so i got his 98 bowman jim mint 10 psa graded i got this bad boy a little big boy purchase, $250, which I think is going to go up substantially this time next year, but I'm investing in them now. And then just like you're, we're seeing with 
Jordan, just like we're seeing with LeBron right now. I am looking at Peyton's sophomore card. So his 99 cards. So I bought two Jim Mint 10 99 Stadium Club Chrome Mannings, two for $40 shipped. I think those are going to be, those are already good investments and those are going to be even better investments this time next year. So the sexy thing to do is go after the players that are emerging or the hype players. And trust me, it's totally fun. I did a whole episode on Sekou Demboye and how much I love him. And I can't even get into how much money I've spent on Sekou already. I believe in that. And I believe in, I'm building my own hype on him just because I believe that could fall on its face, right? And I could lose a bunch of money because he doesn't pan out or he doesn't um, you know, perform at the level, which I think he's capable of. You got to protect yourself. An easy way to protect yourself is buying in on guys like Peyton freaking Manning and Tim Duncan, two of the best at their position to ever play the game. So that's a recommendation out to, for all of you. Okay, so let's get into the bulk of today's episode. I want to talk about just the overall um, grading process and submission process. I know a lot of new collectors are now in the mode where the doors have opened back up with PSA and BGS and people are wondering what the moves are, what they should do. I have no expertise. It's been years since I've submitted cards to PSA. Now I'm back in the game. So I want to share my perspective on what I did in my first go around. And hopefully that can help direct anyone who's going through a similar process where they bought a bunch of raw cards, bought a bunch of boxes earlier in the year, and now the doors have opened. And now you're trying to figure out what the next step is. So I let everyone know when I was getting first back into the game, I was ripping a bunch of packs, getting some good cards, spending a ton of money, realized it wasn't sustainable. Stop that. Then I started buying PSA and BGS graded cards on eBay, loaded up on some cards that I thought were really good investments. And they have proven that out so far, just based on where the market is now. When some of those cards that I bought, which is awesome. And that gets me excited about the market and what's happening right now with sport card investing. Um, And it gives me confidence. And then I've turned to trying to try to find value and find cards that I think are going to be, if I buy them at the at a low raw price, they, I can submit them back and they'll at least give me nines. So that's something I'm actively doing in my kind of training as a sport card collector slash investor is trying to be a better student of looking at cards on eBay and trying to judge for myself, is the centering right? Is there the, Are the corners not soft? Like looking at those things, it's really hard on eBay. I'm not even going to lie. It's really, really difficult. And I've really told myself that if I don't have a high res photo or the owner won't send me additional photos when asked, then that's a card that I'm not interested in because I need to be able to visualize exactly what I am buying. Or even if I'm spending five, 10 bucks, it's not going to be worth my time. So that's my criteria. But I think it's fun to take that to spend some of the time taking that additional step or additional risk. Because if you do get something and you buy it, let's say um, a prism jaw and you do submit it and it becomes back a 10, then you're just, you're in the greens big time on that. So it's a game. It's something that, you know, I'm there. You're going to win, you're going to lose, but you're going to get better at. So I've, I'm buying raw 
I've got cards from hobby boxes that I've ripped and I've got my stack. So I need to make a decision. What am I going to do? Because I want to make sure that I am contributing positively to my stack of it, my portfolio and my investments. I'm not just buying, 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 but I'm preparing for my future. And the best way to prepare for your future as a sport card collector and investor is to put those babies in slabs. So then you got to decide, right? Who am I going with? Obviously, there's been a lot of conversation around SGC during this time because their operation was moving. They were in Florida. They, they had an operation where they were smaller. So they were trying to take advantage of this time. And I think they've done a great job of getting their name out. People that want their cards graded, they're going there and people are happy with the product that it's coming back. Yes, there's some, been some negatives on them, but it's just like with anything. Personally, they are not at the place where I am buying up or submitting to SGC just because I know they've been a company for 19, 20 years. But to me, PSA and BGS is the gold standard. And I'm not saying that I won't eventually get to a place where I want to get my cards graded or invest in SGC, but it's just not right now as I'm reentering the hobby. So that leads me down the road of PSA, BGS. And I personally decided, all right, let me get in involved with one of those grading companies first and go through their process and then figure out what the other one looks like and begin their process. So I went PSA first. A majority of my slabs are PSA graded. PSA is the most familiar based on my previous use. So I gave PSA the first crack. Okay. So really the key here before I talk about any of the details is making sure that you have a strategy first. Okay. You have expectations for the cards you're submitting, the lowest grades you will accept. And once you get those cards back, what you're going to do with them. Okay. That's the big thing, right? Are you going to sit on them? What is, what kind of value are you trying to get if they're nines? What kind of value are you trying to get if they're tens? Make sure you have that criteria and you hold yourself accountable. Something that I'm just hearing a lot of and seeing a lot of is that people get their cards back people get excited, right? Then they, they might've gotten a Zion 10 back, right? And then they sell it for, you know, $400 and not, then they regret it because Zion, you know, could become the next biggest player in the NBA. And so that card could be $1,200 this time next year. I know cash is king and it's nice to have cash in your pocket, but if you love sports cards and you've got a good investment and you're getting those back, once they're in slabs, like, That's for me when it becomes a lot less transactional and a lot more strategic. So make sure you have a strategy in place before you are submitting your cards, okay? So I submitted, this is what I did. When I I joined PSA, which I'd already been a member of, but I wanted to make sure first I joined at a certain membership level, okay? So I believe there's silver, which is the lowest point, gold and platinum. I joined gold and with those membership levels, you get the bulk discounts, which are critical, right? So I join to get those bulk discounts, but there's also benefits, right? There's quarterly specials, which they've got one running right now on Jordan players. So I have, or Jordan cards. So I haven't seen one on individual players in a long time or if ever. So there's a Jordan special going on right now, but then also you get vouchers, right? You get vouchers that you can use that are free submissions, if you will. I went through the process, I would say, a little too fast. I think for me personally, I wish I would have gone platinum because you get six vouchers with gold, 15 with platinum, and that would have, it's at 100 bucks extra, and that would have been worth it for me, but you live, you learn. 
So I had six vouchers right out of the gate. So I knew I wanted to bulk submit. And I am currently, that's kind of my job after today, after I get done um, talking with all of you and sharing, uh, uh, recording this content is my job is to go and look critically through my collection and pick my 50 card submission. But before I did that, I, I kind of had some training wheels on the process. And that's where I had six cards, six vouchers with my gold membership level that I could submit. So I submitted a Zion Green Prism, which I think can be a 10. I submitted a Zion Winter Hoops, which I think is going to be a 10. Nine or 10s. I say 10s. I'm expecting them all to come back nines, right? A 10 would be a nice surprise. I submitted an MJ Warp Speed 95 from Tops. Uh, shout out to House of Jordans on that. They talked. They had an episode where they talked a lot about that warp speed card. It's so sick. It's a childhood card. It's got a few imperfections. I'm hoping for a nine on that one. I'm really hoping for it. Uh, Michael Jordan Fleer Ultra 95 Scoring Kings. Such a nostalgic card. My card. I, I took these cards out of the screw in cases. They've been in those cases since '95. I mean, gosh, it was just so cool to unscrew those babies pull those out and submit them. It was such a fun process. And then I did submit my Jared Stidham Red Cracked Ice Prism. I wanted to get out in front of it. If it's a 10, I wanted to have that slab in hand before the NFL season started. So those are the six that I submitted. The Zions and the MJs, no matter what, those are come back to me and come back and sit for a while. Those are sound investments. The Stidham, obviously, it's I wanted to have it. Let's wait and see. But I have plans for each of those cards, okay? So when you you document when you're submitting the grades you're willing to accept, if you say, I'm willing to accept up until an eight and it comes back a seven, they're not going to uh, put it in a slab, but that will be, you'll be charged for that submission. So do your homework on that grading. Uh, make sure you're, You've done it enough due diligence where you know at lowest what those cards are going to come back at and be cool with it. Uh, make sure you have those plan, that plan together when you're submitting and make sure you, you know what those expectations are when you get those cards back. So as you start the submission process, you're going to select grading, probably no autograph. Um, you're, when you t- it's super easy on the PSA side when you're typing in the cards you have. It populates it. You just hit, make sure you hit the right right card um, and you document your list. You pay for your submission. In this case, I just paid, I think, 14 bucks with like the insurance and shipping. Uh, But every, all the other, the vouchers took care of the cost of that. You print off your document. I like to sign it, put put signatures on it. You want to make sure that you're putting the cards in the right, read the instructions, just read the instructions. Put the cards the way they tell you. It's really easy. Go check out PSA Collector. He has a easy, awesome video, and I don't need to kind of recreate the wheel here on what to do. That's exactly what I did when I submitted the cards. I just went to PSA Collector. He has a you know a submission video, and it's really easy to see. So I think you know you have to decide as a sport card collector and investor what grading service is right going to be right for you what your timelines on getting those cards back are because you you can pay for cards to get back quicker, right? There's a cost associated with that. Or you can just sit. Bulk submissions, obviously going to take a while. I'm expecting, especially now, 
since the floodgates have opened back up, that it's going to be a while once I submit. And I'm okay with that. I also think it's important that there are different cards that might make sense to be sent in a bulk submission to PSA. And then there might be cards that you want to sit on and they might be better served for BGS. BGS has that subgrade, right? And that subgrade is critical. And I think a situation as I'm preparing for submissions where the subgrade is critical are on your higher end products that might might be a, a rookie patch auto. Those cards are really, really hard to come back tens. Okay. I think it makes a lot more sense to submit during B, for to BGS on those cards. I've got several cards that I want to get graded that are rookie patch autos, but I'm I think there's more security sending them to BGS because I know I can see little teeny small imperfections on them where they won't be graded a 10 at uh, PSA. So I'll, I'll get that nine back at most, or I can send them to BGS and I know I might not get a 10, but I might get a 9.5 instead of a nine. And a 9.5's value on the market is it's substantial compared to the nine. So those are the types of things you really need to look at as a sport card investor and a collector, especially when you're going through the submission process. Again, if you're first time going through the submission process, there's tons of resources. PSA Collector's awesome. I mentioned him, definitely. But another awesome place are these communities that I keep talking about. And I can't stress that enough. By connecting and building relationships with others, chances are that they have more experience on certain things during sport card collecting and investing than you do. That's how I'm going into it. I'm re-entering the hobby with a sense of vulnerability because I know I'm not an expert at all. I am trying to take some of my disposable income, invest them during sport cards. I'm entertained. I'm learning. This is fun. This is how it should be. It should be fun, right? I'll tell you, when I hit on a Scotty Pippen rookie flip, the ROI was 3.5x in three weeks, which is crazy. I didn't take that money and go buy a fancy shirt or some jewelry or any of that stuff. I don't even know if guys buy jewelry. I hope not, but maybe they do. Um, don't mean to offend anybody if you like a, a necklace or a, an earring or so. We we all got our things, but I'm not taking that money and going to spend it on something that doesn't make me happy. I'm going to go invest that back into cards because cards make me happy And it gives me a chance to buy something bigger than I would have if I didn't make that gain. So that's my strategy. I want to keep investing my money in sports cards because I believe in the market and it's a lot of fun. So make sure as you're going through this process, be a student, make sure you're connecting with others because the chances are it might save you a headache on submitting something that doesn't get the grade that you you might be expecting. Have a plan. That's what you got to do. You you just got to got to make sure you have a plan and connect with others. Uh, but man, this has been so much fun. Hopefully this episode uh, helped you uh, overcome some hurdles. It took me a while to go through the process and learn what was best for me. Not everything I say is going to be best for you, but that's what you got to figure out on your own. Um, hopefully you're all having fun and enjoying stacking slabs. Like I said, You can follow Stacking Slabs on all of those channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now, of course, TikTok. If you like what you hear in this episode, hit that subscribe button. We love those five-star reviews. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there and happy collecting, happy investing.